1: series starts tomorrow night in Houston at Minute Maid Park. It'll be Charlie Morton against Framber Valdez, and Joe Buck will have the call. His first World Series was 1996, and now he's doing the 2021 World Series. And Joe is with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And before we get to baseball, which he'll be immersed in for the next week, we need to ask Joe Buck his thoughts about the 4-0 St. Louis Blues. Good morning, sir. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, Yeah.
0: Wow. What a start. Uh, They they seem to be catching everybody. I know the Kings are still in their rebuild. They seem to be catching those first three teams without some pretty important players. But my gosh, we'll take it. And they look they look good. They look better uh, really than they looked at any point last year, I think. So I'm excited.
2: Well, Joe, before we ask you about the World Series, I wanted to stick here in St. Louis. You're obviously calling the postseason games. You're talking to a lot of peace people around baseball. What's been the national reaction to the firing of Mike Schilt?
0: You know, I, I, haven't, I haven't sensed, like, a, a great uh, ton of surprise. I, I talked with Kenny Rosenthal and Tom Berducci the day that it happened uh, when we were getting ready for a game or we'd come back, I guess it was the next day and, and talking about it. I think everybody was surprised. I, I don't think anybody saw that coming. I mean, I, I think in my lifetime, I, I think you, you can kind of feel when those announcements are going to be something that serious and then, you know, a manager is going to lose their job. I, I think it reminded me of when Whitey uh, just kind of walked away and then had, had enough. And it was like, I think we were in San Diego Uh, And and that happened. And, uh, you know, I, it was, it was stunning then. And and I think this for a lot of reasons was pretty uh, shocking, but uh, you know, it is what it is. I, that said, I I don't, nobody's running up to me like, Oh my gosh, can you believe what happened in St. Louis? I I think it's uh, it's, it's kind of pushed down uh, the list with, with everything that's going on in the postseason.
2: And if Oliver Marmol is the guy, all signs point to the Cardinals announcing him today, do you think that he's a good fit?
0: I have no idea. I have no idea. I don't know that anybody does. I mean, I I think that's kind of the issue at hand is that, uh, you know, you knew that Mike Schilt was a prepared manager, uh, somebody that when that team was pretty much down and out, they kept playing for him. And I think that's, 90% 90% of the job like do these guys want to go play for that manager do they still listen to that to that voice does that voice carry weight and and I think it I think it did for the Cardinals and and I think his track record speaks for itself I I don't think we've seen the end of him managing in the big league so it wasn't like that was a, a misfire they they deserve a lot of credit for finding Schultz and and you know giving him the opportunity because he was as far as I could tell he was really successful so you're you're getting rid of somebody that you know can handle the job for an unknown and we'll just have to wait and see I mean time will tell they, they obviously like him and he's been there in the shadow of Mike Schilt for the past few years so we'll see as as he gets the job but Nobody can stand there and say, well, we know this is the right man. It, it, nobody knows. And, and you just have to wait and see.
1: Joe, this is the 25th anniversary of your first World Series. You obviously know how to prepare for this stuff. How do you prepare for a World Series right now?
0: Well, I mean, you, you rely on a lot of the information that you gather for the LCS. And in this case, you know, every year we've, we've had one or the other, even back in the day when Fox had both. Um, I I would do either the NLCS or the ALCS. Typically it was the ALCS uh, back then when it was Yankees and Red Sox seemingly every year. But uh, you you just rely on that and then you build kind of a narrative for the other side. And that's pretty easy. You know, it's, it's Atlanta. I was there. I did the NLCS last year. As we all know, they were up three games to one, and and they lost that series that was in Arlington. And this will be the first time I'm ever seeing Truist Park down in Atlanta. And uh, I I can't wait to experience what that's like. And it's a really likable team. Brian Snicker is a a wonderful guy. He's kind of what Schilt uh, you know, was with the Cardinals, kind of a lifer, somebody that was whenever they needed someone to step in to a role, he was the guy and then eventually he ascended to the top job. And these I know he's had problems with uh with the relationship with Acuna, but I think that's because Snitker kind of doesn't budge and and uh you know, I, I think this is a big deal for Brian Snitker to get the Atlanta Braves into the World Series without Ronald Acuna Jr available who went out with a knee injury around the all-star break so they their front office they they won the in season you know you talk about Mm -hmm. which front office wins the off season they remade their outfield in the month of july and those guys stepped up and and one of the guys they picked up was eddie rosario who ends up uh, record setting 14 hits in the lcs uh, for the atlanta braves franchise record and He was the guy that they picked up and got for nothing. And and he he led them at least offensively, almost single-handedly into the World Series.
1: And Joe, competitively, People that are listening to this show say, "Ah, oh, Dusty Baker, he beat the Cardinals in the 0-2 LCS, obviously had the rivalries, rivalries with Cincy and with Chicago. But to use a Tonyism in terms of likable people, Dusty for me is tied for first in Major League Baseball. If I'm picking one guy to root for, and I, and I like Freddie Freeman and I like Brian Snitker, but Dusty from a, a story standpoint and a guy standpoint to me is right there at the top of the list.
0: He just has no BS about him whatsoever. He is uh, what you see is what you get. He's been described as a renaissance man. He listens to Dylan and he listens to Van Morrison and uh, he'll listen to jazz. And and he's just, he, I, he's, I, you can't say that he's a player's manager anymore. I think he was back in the day. I just think he's been a steady hand for an organization that really needed a steady hand when he came aboard, you know, after the cheating scandal and, uh, you know, everybody's losing their job. Luno's gone and A.J. Hinch is gone. He stepped in there and got him to the ALCS. They were down three games to nothing, came back and tied that series last year. And here he is with his team in the world series. And a lot of these young guys probably didn't know much about Dusty Baker. Certainly don't remember, remember him as a player like you and I do. But but they they've been they've become fans really fast and uh I, I think he lets them play. I think he's one of those guys that has that old school gut that blends with the analytics. And and we're seeing some of these teams that are straight analytics and really front office driven even in game, uh lose out to the teams that will use that information but also uh, use their eyes and see that a guy, you know, maybe it's not the perfect matchup, but the guy's pitching great. Or maybe it's not the perfect matchup, but the hitter's hot, and, and we're going to give this guy a shot. And and I think Dusty's great for that. So I, he deserves a lot of credit. There's no doubt about that.
2: Joe, looking at this matchup, when you're looking at different facets of each team, what part of either team do you think could be the X factor in deciding this World Series?
0: Well, I, I think that – the bullpens are going to be huge. And, and they are obviously in today's game more than they've ever been. Um, you know, you think about how much the game has changed. I did the world series. It involved the Astros uh, back in 05 with the white Sox and the white Sox starting pitching was so good. It was like they could have left the bullpen at home. And uh, it's, it's the opposite of that these days. I mean, it's, it's when can I go get the starter? Not uh, should we leave him in here? It's just like the first, hiccup somebody's up and getting ready and then that starts the procession out of the bullpen both bullpens are really good and I think this is going to be a battle of the bullpens uh you know I think Houston's bullpen threw shutouts uh over the last three games of that LCS against Boston and Tyler Matsick is is just lights out for the Atlanta Braves they've got three left handers Minter being uh, one of them, Smith the other, that can just shut you out. And so I think that's an X factor. I think the speed uh, is is more on the side of of the Atlanta Braves. And I think a lot of the, at least the World Series experience with that core four, as they're calling them now with Houston, that infield, uh, is in the dugout with the Astros. So I I think it's a pretty good matchup. Uh, Starting pitching, I think, tilts more toward Atlanta. But uh, but we'll see, because the starting pitching for the last two games by the Houston Astros was absolutely lights out with uh, Valdez and Garcia. So, you know, who knows going in? I think that's kind of the storylines going in. Both offenses are really good and come at you a lot of different ways. Should be a good matchup. It should be a six or seven-game series.
1: And clearly one of the major storylines will be Jock Peterson's pearl necklace. Oh, no, my God, yeah. <laughs> I... I
0: they're a pearl. Ne- I, I I read about that and then I saw it. it. I I can't wait to ask more about it. And I mean, it looks like costume jewelry. So now they're, of course, as only can happen in America. Now they can't keep uh, like costume jewelry pearl necklaces in the the. The gift shop at uh, Atlanta Stadium. I mean, it's just unreal.
1: Hey, what's this like for you when you traverse October? I mean, with with all the football and it was lucky for you, I guess, that the ALCS wound up going a little bit shorter and you got a chance to spend a couple of days of breathing. But what's October become for Joe Buck?
0: I just have to compartmentalize. I I just have to take the football stuff and I have to sit down and just think football for as long as I'm reading about it. Like I've got a stack of stuff to read here Uh, when we hang up uh, about the Packers and the Cardinals. I've got them on Thursday. The difference is this year because of the scheduling, I don't have any Sunday games. So the only games I'm doing football wise, or Thursday, and and that requires kind of a cram session, whether you're doing baseball or not. So, you know, it's it's read about their games yesterday. It's read about what happened around the league, and then go do the game on Thursday in Arizona and, and dive back into baseball. Baseball just gives you a chance to kind of catch up, even in game. If there's something that you're a little behind on, football, you got to be ready to go when they kick it off, and I'll be ready to go on Thursday. In, uh, in Glendale, Arizona.
1: By the way, uh, you and I were texting back and forth about Stump Mitchell on Thursday night, and you mentioned if you were of a certain age in St. Louis that Stump Mitchell was one of your favorites. I can't tell you how many Twitter notifications I got from people that were excited that Joe brought up that Stump Mitchell was a member of the football Cardinals.
0: Uh, well, I mean, my God. And then I, I had highlights sent to me and a punt return that he had for a touchdown <laughs> against Washington and uh, our producer was a, a broadcast associate on that game. A game happened at Bush Stadium. So, yeah, it's, it's good to see somebody like that. And he was one of the great guys when he was a player, as a young guy. And now he's kind of this sage uh, running backs coach that's handling the ground game and, and really doing a hell of a job. So he's become a longtime really good NFL coach after having a fun career.
1: Joe, have a great World Series. We'll all be tuned in, and we'll be tuned in on Thursday night for Thursday Night Football as well. Thanks for taking the time this morning. We do appreciate it. Of course, guys. Thank you. You're the best. See you later. That is the great Joe Buck joining us on 101 ESPN.
2: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The College Football Playoff Committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the College Football Playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama.